0: From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, and uh, I actually should have asked this before we press record. Uh, Where are you, Luke? I am in Connecticut right now. Connecticut. This is Teeing It Up presents the Sunday Sprint for week three of the National Football League season. And we are taping this on September 25th. That's not Sunday. We are taping it on a Saturday because your friend violated the number one rule and scheduled a fall wedding. What the heck happened here? I know, tell me about it.
1: Now I will say this in their defense, and this is the only thing I'll say in their defense because fall weddings is a big no-no. This is a big rule that was broken. This wedding was originally scheduled last year this is the third time they've had to schedule it and like many people haven't rescheduled their weddings it's hard to find a a new date so i think that's why they settled on this with that said you already waited long enough they're supposed to get married last year it's pushed off why don't we just wait till next year and do it in the spring at this point no fall wedding. we got a big Vikings game tomorrow. I'm going to have to be watching it on my phone during the ceremony while well, hopefully nobody sees. And I'm going to be up on the altar because I'm part of the
0: wedding. Uh, but you know what? Vikings, they, they take precedence. So sorry. You're going to have to deal with it. Okay. Hold, hold on a second. Hold on. And I don't care if we spend the whole sprint on this. You cannot be in the wedding and watching a game.
1: <laughs> All I requested, I had one request. All I requested was a TV. At the ceremony, that only I can see. Put it over the shoulders, Right, put it in the back where no one else knows. And I can see the Vikings game on that behind everybody's back. While they're looking up at the altar, I'll be looking back in the other direction at the TV that no one else will see with the Vikings game on during the ceremony. That's all I ask, a small request.
0: Now, please explain to me. Your team is 0-2. Your team is 0-2.
1: Well, so maybe, you know what, maybe
0: they're doing me a favor. So that's how I feel about the Jets. I'm able to watch Ryder Cup singles tomorrow, game to watch golf during, Broncos-Jets, because my team stinks. And there's a curse word in there that I'll leave out. Um, Your team is 0-2. Now you're hosting the Seahawks, which is better than traveling to Seattle, but why do you want to watch this game? And 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 let's dive into this. Your team's 0-2. What is there to get excited about for this game or this team? Or is it just that you love this team so damn much that you have to watch them even if they stink?
1: Yes, all of the above. I, I still cannot miss a game. That'll be obviously less excited when the game's me- not as meaningful, but this we're still only week three, and the Vikings lost the first two games on field goals, so I'm still holding out hope, but they do need to win tomorrow. You lose this game, you fall to 0-3, now you're really digging yourself a hole, and they have a tough schedule, and tomorrow's a tough game having Seattle come to your building. Like you said, at least it's in Minnesota, it's the home opener, it'll be a full stadium for the first time in almost two years, the Vikings need a win, but on the flip side, Seattle just blew a 15-point second half lead at home last week, you know they're going to come in hungry, wanting to avenge that loss and Russell Wilson is undefeated in his career against the Vikings we have played Seattle now, I think it's five of the last six years, we play him every year, and Russell Wilson always wins, this is his tenth season in the league, and he has played the Vikings, I think, eight times he's 8-0, he's, he's we play him every year, and we never beat Russell Wilson so, it doesn't line up well for the Vikings tomorrow, but 0-2 some bad luck, some close losses at home. Home opener, the Vikings need to find a way to right the ship tomorrow at home against Seattle. Finally, beat Russell Wilson. There's a huge difference between one and two and zero oh and three. So they have to find a way
0: to win this game. So basically, this is akin to the Yankees and, and the Minnesota Twins.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right, absolutely. We've been we have been the Minnesota Twins uh, compared to the Seahawks here the last decade. It's ridiculous.
0: I'm going to come at the Jets from a different angle, which is that I'm concerned about the defense. I did not see any of last Sunday's game, so let me just put that out there. Four interceptions is unacceptable, but you and I both know we have a history of quarterbacks that have had troubles as rookies, and and, and we'll deal with them in a later time. What I want to talk about is Denver. They're 2-0. and Is this legitimate, or is this... Um, Or is this just a flash in the pan in a phrase that I can't think of because it's Saturday morning because your friend schedules a a fall wedding and I'm not in proper shape to host a show?
1: Yes, unbelievable. I know. Blame him. If the Jets lose tomorrow, blame him. Um, The Broncos, I would say somewhere in between. The Broncos are better than last year. Uh, I think it's a, a solid team, but don't anticipate them. To win the division or be one of the best teams. In fact, I still think they missed the playoffs this year. They've played two lousy teams, but they do have the, the, all the pieces. Uh, they have a good defense. They have good skill players. I said this past offseason, even go back to last year, all they're missing is a quarterback. When we had the whole Aaron Rodgers drama, I was saying, you know, if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers, I would put them right on the level of the Kansas City Chiefs. I think it's that good of a roster without a quarterback. Now, Teddy Bridgewater statistically has been the best quarterback so far, but don't expect that to continue. They have just put two lousy teams. To their credit, two teams on the road, that's never easy to go on the road back back weeks to start the year and win. They're at home, where they played really well in September. So it's a solid team. They won't be an easy out this year, but I also think they're going to start to fade as the season goes along, and I still put them around, you know, 500. They'll have eight or nine wins and miss the playoffs. But it is a tough defense and still a tough place to play in Denver.
0: Would you like to talk about the 0-2 Falcons versus the 0-2 Giants? Cause oh, Because I, I, I don't. What I would rather talk about is the Arizona Cardinals and the Jacksonville Jaguars. 2-0 and versus 0-2. And you are in South Carolina, usually Charleston, more midday show, uh, weekdays 12 to 3. I'm on every Wednesday at 1 to talk golf. Um, how about that plug, Luke? ESPNRadioCharleston.com you you are not, you don't cover the Jags, but you're close enough to Florida where I'm sure you get the occasional phone call from a Jags fan. And there are some that are not happy with the way Urban Meyer has been running the show down there and now you face the Kyler Murray um, experience which can be a whole host of things. To me this is going to be I think a one year acclimation project. It's almost like it's almost like not just Trevor Lawrence needs a year. It's almost like Urban Meyer needs a year. Um, you you never like seeing reports this early in somebody's coaching tenure of problems. But we're already seeing it. And I'm just wondering, as somebody in the South who's listening to this, and, and, and it's probably akin to Clemson radio right now, where the Clemson fan base is like, Where the heck is this offense, and why are we only scoring, like, 17 points a game? Um, So what's the vibe about the Jags, from what you can tell?
1: Yeah, that it's been a bit of a disaster. Um, And Urban, you know, then we get this whole thing this week about the audio after the game, where Urban said to Big Fangio about, uh, it's like, playing Alabama every week in the NFL. I I mean, I don't know what you were anticipating.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like... um, like you thought you were playing a high school team? Like what? What's right. happening here?
1: Yeah, this is the NFL. This isn't Ohio State where you can schedule a bunch of cupcakes and have such a superior roster compared to the rest of your conference. All these teams are good. You're on a bad team. They were one and fifteen last year, and they faced the Texans week one, and then they faced the solid Broncos team. So if he's already feeling that way, wait until you go up against some real competition. So far, uh, it's been a, it's been ugly in Jacksonville. You know, I'll admit that I, I was high on them, and looking back, I don't know why. <laughs> um, I thought like hey maybe you know Andrew Luck Chuck Pagano the and they improved by about nine wins and made the playoffs in their first year uh, after they were a terrible team I thought you know Trevor Lawrence Urban Meyer huh, maybe they could have a, a, about a 500 season put them around nine wins this year this is just a bad team uh, Trevor Lawrence has played very poorly he doesn't have much help around him the offensive line is bad Urban doesn't know what he's doing it's just a bad team and now you get Arizona coming into your building who's 2-0 and and Calvin Murray's running all over the place and he's been playing great and I don't know if the Jaguars can Slow him down or if Trevor Lawrence will be able to keep up um, you know this is a big spot for the Jaguars at home 7.5 point underdog it, it, they gotta put a game together because last week it, you just watch them you see it's just a bad team they make too many mistakes they're not well coached don't have a lot of talent it's still one of the worst teams in the league they've lost uh, what 17 straight now so you know they're just. it's a bad team
0: You watch as much Packer football probably as anybody besides Packer fans. And I I think that would be similar for anybody in the NFC North, right? Yes. So I'm looking at the Sunday night game, San Francisco-Green Bay. And you look at the Jimmy G show, which has been very nice to start out. They've had some injuries. Um, Robert Sala has not transferred whatever he had in San Fran over to the Jets just yet. We'll see how that happens over time. And then we face Green Bay with the uncertainties, the weird comments from Aaron Rodgers, and then they show up last week and they look like just regular Green Bay and it's like nothing's changed and they, and you know, they have a great performance on Monday night. Now they play on Sunday night against what I believe is a better team where are you on the packers and then where are you on the 49ers because trey lance is looming, and he's already played in a game he's already thrown a touchdown on one pass which by the way gives you a qb rating of 127.1 in case you were wondering oh. hashtag hey, the more you know um but where are you on 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 both the packers is this going to be a week-to-week question mark sort of deal and then the 49ers is this a flash in the pan or is this for real? Yeah. So with the
1: Packers, I said this on my show this week after that game on Monday night. You know, if they were, if this was a couple, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, it'd be like you get into a fight. Things aren't going well. You go on a vacation, and when you're on a vacation, it's hard to be upset when you're in Hawaii on a tropical, you know, island at a beach, whatever, having fun. You forget those troubles. You go on the vacation to try to save the relationship or try to fix things, and everything seems fine. Then you get back home, and you have to go back to work, and you're, you know, dealing with your everyday life, and you're no longer in Hawaii, and the same problems start to uh, pop up again, and then maybe she or maybe you bring back the same fight you had before the vacation, and you realize, like, oh yeah, we're not done with this yet. We're not. We haven't moved past this. This isn't over. You still, have, you know, have a problem with whatever happened a couple of weeks ago, and you continue to have the same issues, and you continue to bring up the same things, and you realize that while while you were getting along great in Hawaii, that was just because you were on a trip, it was a vacation, and now you're back to what your normal life is with the relationship not working very well. My point being, for the Packers, if they struggle tomorrow night against the 49ers offensively, last week against the Lions. Monday Night Football at home, that was the vacation. They're a terrible Lions team. But if this team struggles, we're going to go back to the same problems we were talking about week one with this Packers team and how things aren't fixed. Uh, The Packers, I do... Think will be fine this year. I think Aaron Rodgers will be fine. I still think they win the division, but not based off of what I saw last week. I mean, they were trailing in the second half at home to the Lions, and then the true Lions showed up, where they fumbled the football and they, you know, they, they had a terrible play on a fourth and one and didn't convert. They just started making too many mistakes in the second half, and Green Bay pulled away. Tomorrow will be a real test because throw out last year's game against the Niners. The Niners were all banged up. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play. The Packers won. But if you go back prior to that. When Garoppolo was healthy, the Niners ran all over Green Bay, beat them by 29, and then beat them by 17, and that's why Green Bay drafted the way they did the last couple of years to try to be a more physical team. And if you've watched this Packers team this year, that defense still is not very good, and it's not very physical. So I know the Niners are down to like potentially their fourth running back, but... From what I've seen so far, this year and the last about three years, I think the Niners, especially at home, Southern Night Football, I think they can run all over this Packers team like they always do. And I think we will start to get some more of those concerns from week one. The response after tomorrow will be like, oh, you know what? Maybe the Packers don't have everything figured out. Just yet. I think the Niners win this game. I think Garoppolo plays well, and if San Francisco can stay healthy this year, I like this team and this offense a lot. And I would think that Garoppolo holds off Trey Lance for this year.
0: Um, can we change up our normal script? Is that okay with you? Sure. Because I know people are going to want to talk about Bucks Rams, and it could be the game of the day. But the Panthers are now three and zero. Sam Darnold and company, and in a division that features the Saints and the Bucks. You are going to see a matchup hiked at some point in this season. The, the whatever and whatever, uh, you know, Panthers versus the Bucks, Tom Brady versus Sam Darnold. And I'm going to sit there and go overrated, 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 and the Bucks will win by 20. Am I crazy? Especially with Christian McCaffrey having a hamstring injury, and you and I both know soft tissue injuries and the problems they can cause athletes.
1: So that will be the big test, because even on Thursday night's game, they showed the numbers during the broadcast, but the offense, the production, with and without McCaffrey on Thursday was a huge difference. They couldn't do anything. I mean, they didn't do a whole lot when he was in the game, but once he got injured, they couldn't do anything afterwards. For Sam Darnold, to answer your question, I don't think you're crazy. The Panthers have not trailed at all this year. There's a huge difference for a quarterback when you're playing, A, with Christian McCaffrey in the backfield and with a lead all game compared to if you're now down by 10 you got to come out and make plays, and you don't have McCaffrey back there to help you out. So these next couple of weeks, you know, they go to Dallas next week. That's going to be an interesting game without McCaffrey. Uh, these next couple of weeks will be a real test for Darnold and the Panthers. They're good. They're not as good as they're, you know, they're a week 3-0. Uh, they're much better this year, I think, than last year. I think Darnold will continue to play well, but let's not get all excited and think that suddenly they're going to go compete for the Super Bowl. I don't think the Panthers even make the playoffs this year. But they are much improved than what you saw last year. This defense especially is much quicker, more athletic, faster than last year. They can get after the quarterback. They are a better
0: team. But let's not talk about the Panthers suddenly winning the division just yet because they're not there. I'm with you on that. I am with you on that. Luke, we're getting the end of our radio program. Aww. I know. Your game of the day or weekend.
1: Uh, Of course. It is. Rams, Buccaneers, two best teams in the NFC. Maybe, if everything works out, a preview of the NFC Championship.
0: I am with you on that. Your sleeper game. Ooh, sleeper game.
1: Um, You know, I'll say, well, since we haven't mentioned it, I'll call it a sleeper. Chargers, Chiefs, uh, divisional game. I like the Chargers a lot this year. I don't think they're far off from Kansas City. Both teams blew a game last week. You know, the Chiefs will be hungry. I'm shocked they're favored by seven. Maybe Vegas knows more than I do, but I think the Chargers-Chiefs is a big game and will be a great game tomorrow.
0: Washington-Buffalo. Washington wins that game. Ooh, I like them as a 7-point underdog, but outright win. I like it. Ball. That's, that, that's my hot take. I think Buffalo is not the same Buffalo team as the last couple of years. They haven't impressed me so far. Yeah, same, same. Um your game to watch golf during, Ryder Cup Sunday.
1: So I'm gonna say, uh, I'll leave your Jets alone. I'll say Falcons, (laughs) Giants, I still have to pay attention because of my job, but you know, two 0-2 teams that have underperformed, whoever wins this game it's gonna be like being the smartest kid in summer school, right? You're, You're both lousy
0: teams, I don't care. So now you need that put up on a secret television as well. That's right, yeah. You have a lot of demands for this wedding.
1: That's true. (laughs) I'm a simple man, but all you know, all I need is my football. That's all. Give me, give me multi screens with all the games on, and you won't hear from me.
0: And the segment that Luke never prepares for your person or player to watch.
1: Since you brought it up, I'll say Josh Allen and the Bills. According to Pro Football Focus, Josh Allen has been a bottom five quarterback so far. Last year was the easiest year to play quarterback in the NFL. The numbers were at an all-time high for completion percentage, touchdowns, interceptions were low. Josh Allen had a great year. And now they're back to a normal season with fans. He's struggling. He is wildly inaccurate so far. Josh Allen needs to show me that last year was the norm and not just an outlier because of the circumstances.
0: Mine is a thank you to all the listeners out there. We premiered 14 years ago yesterday. Wow. 14 years ago, Luke. My goodness. Thank you to all the teeing it up listeners. It means the world. Yes, that's awesome. Means the world. Luke, we will see you next week. um, And uh, I hope you get those televisions hooked up. Me too. Thank you. And thank you all for listening to the Sunday Sprint.